0: Welcome to Do a Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Thank you for what you are doing. We thank you for what you do. Patients of the the King of all the health, we give you praise. To you, all men will return. Ahead of our time, we are even here to say thank you. Lord, we say let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus. We ask that you will bless your word. We ask that you will guide us in Jesus' precious name. We pray. Amen. 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 Let's have our seat. God bless you, Son, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Just want to say thank you to everyone for the birthday wishes. God will continually bless and keep every one of us all in the name of Jesus Christ. Um that would I can I think there are a couple of things or messages that will probably be shared later today as we as we go. Um and please, you know, um, it's also important that I just wanted to plead with us not that anyone has got, you know, it was raised yesterday when we're doing um, team leads meeting, that we should please, by the message of God, you know, the wardens, um, please, they are there for a reason. And if they tell you to do something, <clears throat> please, by the message of God, help them by doing, by following what they said you should do. Even if you think they don't know what they're doing, um, we can have the conversation later. And things again and you don't want to get said they want people to move forward um, as you come in rather than filling the seats at the back. Um, but more importantly, you know, it is they are there to kind of put coordination into what we are doing. And um, you know uh I, I said a couple of things where we what they would say do this somebody will say no what are they talking about? Um, but please by the message of God, honor them because they are They are God's servants, and they are the mouthpiece of God. As I speak to you at that point in time. God help us in Jesus' name. I just say to people that there is no difference. There's no difference, as far as I see, between, um, between, um, uh, what's it called? There's no difference between the person cleaning and the pastor. Um, can you imagine if this place was not cleaned, we will not be able to do service? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so so basically, everyone, everybody, I was speaking to the Sunday school teachers um, not too long ago, where we were having a meeting of Sunday school teachers, and I said to them, You are pastors. <laughs> you are not teachers. You are teachers, or you are pastors. Because that is your own choice. You are the one leading them to, to God. So, all I'm saying is that everybody in this place, that is doing something, we are all equal before God. So, you know, if you, uh, God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So, as we, as we look at um, the Palm Sunday, I'm just going to just uh, uh, go through a couple of things, or sorry, a few things, um, as we come to the place of prayer. What we are seeing is the ride of Christ, the ride of Christ, and, of course, this gives the background to the fact that Jesus rode on a donkey as he came into Jerusalem. And that's the coming of Jesus. Jesus doing that specific act was fulfilling a prophecy that God had written, that, that God had said through Zechariah. I see that in Zachariah chapter 9, verse 9 to 10. said, Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem, see your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly, riding on a donkey, a, a colt and the foal of, um, of a donkey. Sorry, a flower of a donkey. So basically what the Bible is saying is that so as Jesus was coming, he was fulfilling prophecy of that which God has said. Of that which God has said. And that is why, you know, when the people saw him, they could, re- they could realize what was happening. It was as if the moment which God has been saying became a reality. Became a reality. And we saw that Jesus was riding, Can I next step, Jesus was riding on a donkey as he was coming and people were putting their clothes on the floor as Jesus was riding over the donkey, or sorry, over the over the, as the donkey was riding over it. But as we are looking at that, Jesus is also having an interest to ride, and we thank God for the praise and worship, the, the, Jesus' intention is to ride over human lives. He's not only interested in riding on a donkey, but he wants to sit on the human life, it wants to sit on the human life, and you know, uh, like like I said, you know, the, 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 it was shared earlier when we see Ozana, when we shout Ozana. Ozana actually means that so it, it means please save us. So you have you know the the, the, the you have like Hebrew words. You have prefix and all those kind of things. So basically, some of most of their words are broken down into two. So when you say save or deliver, was, um, then the uh, "hana" means p- please. So why that's why people have called it out to say that it means please save us, or basically shouting salvation comes from God, because He is saving. So as he was coming and they were saying Osanna. They were saying, our Savior has arrived. Our Messiah has arrived. They were saying, our Savior has arrived. They were saying, our Messiah has arrived. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So, Jesus is not only interested, like we said, riding on a donkey but he wants to ride on a human life. And you will begin to see the impact. If Jesus begins to ride on the human life, like for example, you will see that Jesus was riding a donkey and people were pouring, putting their clothes on the floor. And you wonder, you know, are people, do you think that people would normally see a donkey and put their clothes on the floor? What was happening the honor the donkey was having was because of the person sitting on that donkey so when you when 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 you allow God to sit on your life sorry I'm doing it in a particular way for because I know that we have the they so, Why is he teaching like this? Don't worry. Help us <laughs> I mean, in Jesus' name. Yeah. You know. So when when you have God sitting on your life, then the honor that people give to God comes to you. Does that make sense? Like if you have a five pounds note. Okay, let's do this. There is a reason why. If you were to if you support Manchester United. Manchester United jerseys, cost, in particular, you know, there's a factor. But there are some jerseys that you will buy. The person whose name is written on it will determine how expensive that jersey is. Does, does that make sense? So, if you were to buy jerseys for somebody who has never played, who has been sitting on reserve, you know there are some players that they go and help under 16, under 20, that's that's what they do. And they are also much united players. But when you see if those jerseys are on display, you will probably buy them half price. But if you have Rashford's Jesse, it will be more expensive than what what I'm trying to say is that the name, sorry, the quality of the Jesse is the same. What makes the difference is whose name is on it. So also, as a child of God, when we get to, as we begin to look at this, is that as God, as we give God room to sit on our life, it becomes, you know, the, the, the honor that you receive is different. The honor that you receive is different. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, how does God sit on our life? How does What is the way by which God comes into our life? Jesus was saying in, in John chapter 14, verse 16 to 20, he said, I will ask the Father. He will give you another advocate. He will never leave you. The, he, he is the Holy Spirit. He leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive him, because because it it is not looking for him, and does not recognize him. But you know him, and because he lives with you, he lives with you, and you will be and will be in you later on. So Jesus is saying, the Holy Spirit, when a person gives their life to Christ, they receive the Holy Spirit, and that is the channel by which God sits in a human life. Let's go on, please. One. And Bible says that He says, he says, No, I said, No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. He said, Soon the world will no longer see me. So Jesus is saying that people will not be able to see. People will say that I mean, Jesus has been living 2,000 years ago. He said, He said, But you will see me. Since I leave, you will also believe. As when I am raised to life again, you will know that. I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. So what Jesus is saying is that the way God translates his person into into us is by the Holy Spirit. It's by the Holy Spirit. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm just one thing I still want us to know as we look at all of this together is that you cannot have more Holy Spirit than me and I cannot have more Holy Spirit than you Do we agree you cannot have the Holy Spirit inside of you is no bigger than the Holy Spirit inside of me the Holy Spirit inside of... Okay, Then put this way: The Holy Spirit inside of Peter and Paul is not different from the Holy Spirit inside of you. Are we together? Now, it is important that we start on that basis. It's important that we start on that basis. So you begin to see that when Jesus would say for every child of God, when you receive, you know, uh, let's go to Acts, Acts chapter one, verse eight, eight. The Bible says you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you become witnesses. So, let me just say that, is that, what you increase in is the power and the ability. You don't increase. The Holy Spirit is the same. Does that make sense? Can okay, I give you an example? My dad now. when is the same that when you we were born. And up to now. Our dad has not changed. But as we grow up, we began to understand his finances. He can give me his check and say, buy the one, catch this check. Now, we are not the ones um, how do I put it on? looking after his investment. Saying, we, we are the ones that speak to the accountant on his behalf. Not that he cannot do it, but he has passed is. He, what I'm trying to say is that the difference in when we were younger and when we were older is not because my dad is different. It's because as I grew older, the responsibilities he was able to give me was greater. Does that make sense? So, you don't have more Holy Spirit. What you would have is that like as you are, as, as you give room for the Holy Spirit, you have more abilities of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit can do through your life as you increase in the ability of of the Holy Spirit. But for every one of us, it's important that we know that the Holy Spirit there is for every child of God, you have the Holy Spirit residing inside of you. But you can increase the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That is the ability of the Holy Spirit over your life. You can increase the ability of the Holy Spirit over your life. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Amen. Just go quietly. God bless us all. Amen. Amen. Sorry. Hallelujah. We need to do special prayer for the Son who's good us. They are doing a wonderful job. They are times to teach younger ones. You be know, like, you know, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Especially if you go to the babies. Ah. Those who teach them are more anointed than... Because <laughs> you want to they you Amen. God help us in Jesus' name. So, I just wanted to just say that to us is that every child of God is anointed. Every child of God is anointed. However, the anointing over your life has the ability to increase, and has the ability to plateau or to to drop. However, there is a baseline. By which the anointing over your life would not go beyond that level. Are we together? Now, first John, let's go to first John please. 1 John chapter. Yeah, it says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One that that all, and all of you know the truth. Verse 27 says, as for you, the anointing you have received remains in you. So every child of God has the anointing of the Holy Spirit. There is no child of God that does not have, as long as you have, as long as you have given your life to Christ, there is an anointing that follows that. And for every child of God, you know, it is that's why I said as we were growing, our you know, there was a baseline of what a father does to a child. But as we were growing up, the responsibilities it began to share with us began to increase. We are we are we are looking at how God can sit on a life and maximize and you too, you know, you'll be able to maximize God's grace upon your life. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now as as we begin to, as we begin to look even further, you will begin to see that. So I just wanted to first of all say that from the beginning, that as a child of God, you have your anointed. There is a basic anointing or if a, a default anointing for you. However, because because that anointing is important for you to even function before God. Or to be able to function in his will. To be able to function in his will. Now, as we go on, I wanted to point us to the fact also that if I ask us how do you develop the anointing of God over your life in a particular area or most people would say if I fast and pray, or fasting and prayer, which is right. However, there are different avenues, pathways, of increasing God's anointing on your life. And we will be looking looking at that. I want to also point us to the fact that the fact that, you know, the anointing the the anointing of God is is you know like I said it can you move from one level to another now let's go to luke chapter four quickly just because of our time luke chapter four verse one the bible says jesus was full of the holy spirit and he led then he left jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness the bible says jesus was full with the holy spirit But when we now go to verse 49, let's quickly please, um, verse 4. The Bible says, Jesus returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. So, he went full of the Holy Spirit, but between the time of being full and that that, that fullness of the Holy Spirit becoming an ability or an anointing, there was a gap between those two. And what happened was that he went into the wilderness, when he fasted for 40 days, he was by the time he came out, he came out with power. But when you begin to look at those in that period, it was not only prayer and fasting that happened. It, his character was tested. It was tested. So what am I? What are we coming to? What are we coming, What we are coming to is is that is that is that what makes an anointing state? Because when we fasted, we prayed for for 40 days but what allows an anointing to grow and to and to and to keep growing on a human life is beyond only prayer and fasting is beyond only prayer and fasting. One of one of the ways is let me just put this way the way I am going is the lifestyle of that verse. The lifetime of that vessel would would determine how well that vessel can contain the anointing of God, and it grows, and it grows. So you begin to see that, you know, I would, I would just point a couple of a couple of things. When you look at somebody like Stephen. Let's look at Acts chapter 6. The Bible says the proposed the, uh, the proposal pleased the group of people. Now they were looking for people who were going to who were going to sell food. So the Bible says they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Philip and the rest like that. And the Bible says that. They presented these men and they prayed. Um, who, who, who prayed and laid their hands on them? So the word spread and the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and the like number of priests became obedient. Now the Bible says, now Stephen, who was full of power, who was full of of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs. Please, what is the difference between this Stephen here? and the Stephen we see here. The Stephen we see here, just like Jesus was, he was full of the Holy Spirit. But as he joined it in his path with God, you begin to see that he came to a point whereby the grace of God in his life began to outflow to other people. One of the things you will see here, aside from prayers, It is that the Bible says that the word of God spread and the the numbers of disciples increased. So what was growing part of the life of Peter, of, of Stephen was his obedience to scriptures. Somebody who is not ready to live their life by scripture and just wants to add one or two together to be able to you know, um how I put like it now. Know you know, people say, ah, oh, you know, just read this and read that and read that sand, and it will come. See <laughs> all those things are just if it happens, it's just like a spark. It cannot contain. It's as if what you are doing with those prayers. Let's be. what are you doing swearing is that is like you have you you put a, a, a match on something, but you have not put um Kerosene or something that will allow it to keep burning. So once they spark it, you go beam. Afterwards, there's nothing. I didn't know how they would do this to those kind of people. They would say, let us step back. Let let the fire, it will come down. The fire will come down. So they would say, ah, no, ah. See how this, we used to call it kabushi in, in Nigeria is <laughs> see, how, see how he's kabushing, see how he's speaking in tongues like fire. They will say, Don't worry. <laughs> Let him come down. By the time he down, come, come and meet us. Because it is it is, and we don't want to be like that. Where by jobs, ah, let's give him pray for letting period. Let him period. Ah, <laughs> if you touch him, you know that he touch fire. They Don't worry, he will cool down. It's a matter of time. And but what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that how to, to keep growing it, you will discover that it is a lifetime of obedience to scripture. By which Stephen now became, his growth was evident. When you are in an environment where the word is taught, or you are receiving scriptures undiluted, you will begin to see that dimensions, your, your growth in the things of God will be increasing. You might not have fasting all the all the day, but as you begin what fasting does that it hates. Somebody will say that I don't know how best to put it. They will say that oh we also go what is the English? <laughs> you, didn't read. you didn't read and you're going to go and do medicine to for knowledge. To boost your memory. What, is, what memory is it going to boost? <inaudible> Nothing. <inaudible> if you watch football, you only remember this course in the example. Because that is all your memory can, you can, you can boost that. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus. So what I'm trying to say is that how God sits well on the life of, of, a, of a human being. And when we look at, let's let's now see what the Bible says. This is a part to another dimension of anointing. Um Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8. The Bible says, but you uh, but about you, son, he says, your throne, oh God, will last forever and ever. The scepter of Justice will not uh, set up justice of of your kingdom. said, you love righteousness. You hated wickedness. Therefore, your God has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. So what the Bible is saying here is that this, uh, this type of anointing that Jesus received, he received it because he loved what is righteous. And he hated iniquity, so there is a dimension of anointing that you would walk into only by living a righteous life. You don't this, you know the, the Bible says, therefore, what does that mean? Because of this particular lifestyle that you have chosen, an anointing falls upon your life. You know, the Bible did not put prayer here. Because there are some anointings that flow in the human vessel. As long as that human vessel can be disciplined to love righteousness and hate wickedness. When the Bible says hate wickedness, it's talking about lawlessness, sin. That is why that is why some vessels sadly cannot hold power. Because, because that vessel is not is not kept. To be able to sustain God's glory, so we would have to keep. How uh, do uh, you have To restart it, you know. The Nigerian watchman would say, am, am i yourself." You know, when you have to drive, you have to boom, boom, boom before before he wakes up. I say, "Hey." See, that is why in the CLS world they used to say that they say that elders do not sleep with their trousers off. Mm. What it means is that you are ready at any time they call you. It's not fiscal that you kill up. The what they are saying is that so that each time they call you, you are going. Because that vessel is retaining power. And, and you would see, you know, when, when, they, when they call you, say, ah, please, can you pray for us? And you're like, ah. say, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. God, forgive me. And you're you you in trouble. Do you know what I mean? Somebody called you for prayer. But because of where you are, what you have just done, you need first of all pray for forgiveness before you can start anything. To begin to deal with certain things. That is why, that is why God called us a priest. Do you know what priest are? Priests are people who have dedicated their life. Priesthood in the days of Scripture is not is not a, is not, a, is, not a, is not a function. It is a lifestyle. That's why every one of us, the Bible calls us a priest. So that means you cannot choose to be a priest now, and five minutes later, you choose. It is not being a priest. In scripture days, it is not an office. It is that is why they are born into priesthood, because you cannot. That is why there are two things by the horses priests and kings. Those two things you cannot. It is not a job you apply for. It is what you are born into. So that means that you cannot. You cannot see no matter how much they are treated, uh, Ari. If the royal blood is still there. I'm not in the Ghana Mega Mega. Uh, we are not in that group. We are not in no. What we are saying is black. If if you are born into royalty, you are born that way. So that means that priesthood by scriptures is not priesthood that would say, I am a pastor now, I am not a pastor tomorrow. You know, see, I can even be a pastor now, not a pastor tomorrow. But biblically, I cannot be a priest today and not be a priest tomorrow. Because priests are born, they are born into priesthood. So, what is sustaining power and anointing, as we see here, is a lifestyle of loving righteousness and hating iniquity. Please note where the Bible did not say. The Bible did not say do righteousness and don't do iniquity. The Bible says love righteousness and love iniquity. How does that work? There are some things that you are not doing for your heart. It's not. If not for for this Christianity, I would have But because of God, you know, because of God. You still love. That's why the Bible did not say do. There are some things we are not doing. What you love. In, in, in church in Nigeria, there was a time when, ah, oh God, when it was by God's mercy, there was, it was so, the power of God was so evident that if you walk into the church and you have committed adultery, they will point you. It was so obvious. I remember this day, there was this man that we went out together and we were passing Allen and Lenny and he said, ah, "By you, hmm, if we try these girls now, they will embarrass us in church. He said, ah, he said, but, he said, I, my heart wants to do it, but I'm like, ah, no, if you do or else I will not go to church for one month. So when you know some people coming to church, for a long period of time, you know that <laughs> they're allowing the doors to set you so that they smell would uh, what they call young the dogs would normally smell it. But for them, as soon as you come, you know me, they are still at the gates. There was no prophetess then. Ah, God help her. So when she first of all came out, raw. <laughs> you know, it was it was she was very, you know, the prophetic gifts on her. It was so powerful that you know people would maybe not even the church somebody in their house or whatever it is puts uh, something in the for they dig something in the ground the friend to go and use their power anymore uh, is he's almost bad because <laughs> I should it pull it out. So what is this? At least like that. So what I'm trying to say to you is that in that case of that man, he loved iniquity. He just could not do it. So, the Bible is not saying that are you doing sin or not? The Bible says, do you hate in your heart? Do you, do you, is it something that even if you were on a, nobody but that about you, and you were on your own, would you still do it? Or, is it the days when service has, there are some places when you want to carry cross? That week, there will be no, Nothing. As soon as they finish prayer at the back and they say, thank you, Jesus. Ah, that's weak. Then you begin to say, no, please, don't put me on rota all the time. <laughs> why do I have to keep coming cross? And you'll be like, ah, what is it? No, 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 no. No, see, uh, you, later you understand that. The reason why they don't want to carry cross is that they are saying, ah, give us week or break. <laughs> So the Bible is saying the kind, what I'm saying is that there are pathways to anointing. There is an anointing that you carry that is as a result of lifestyle. These anointings are not the anointings that if they, are, they cannot be generated alone on the altar of red. They cannot be generated alone on the altar of red. And you begin to see that God would, you know, as, as God begins to talk about about the anointing. Let's go to Exodus, please. The Bible says the Bible says, and you shall anoint Aaron and his son and consecrate them to serve me as priests. You shall and you shall you shall say to the to the people of Israel, this shall be an holy anointing all throughout all generation it shall not be poured on any ordinary person. Basically, what God is saying is that if you are not ready, the the anointing that we are talking about comes upon a life that is consecrated. What is that? A life that is set apart for God. A life that is set, set apart for God. And that is what we are talking about. And this anointing is aided by a lifestyle. And you see that, we talk about the baseline anointing for every child of God is anointed. But there are certain patterns as you grow them. The only thing that happens is that the way you dedicate your life is what makes it happen. In those days, you will see our forefathers, they don't even pray the way you pray but they live, the way they live their life, it is such, and you can see power coming out of them. Why? Because that life is consecrated. But now the challenge we are having now is that there is so much biblical, um, but there is no power inside it. So it is, it is, you know, and that some people will shout, Jesus, and they will say, keep quiet. Because it is backed up by a lifestyle. It is backed up by a lifestyle. The anointing is needed. As the Bible says in Psalm, I just go down because I'm skipping up, Psalm 89. Uh, the Bible says, I have found David my servant. With my sacred oil have I anointed him. My hand will sustain him. Surely my heart will strengthen him. The enemy will not be able to get a better of him. The wicked will not be able to oppress him. I will crush his foes before him and strike his adversaries. What the Bible said? it said, when I found him, what I did was to place an anointing on him. And that anointing made it, made it impossible for the devil to be able to take advantage of him. So they will not come, they would come, but they will not be able to beat him. Why? Because the anointing of God is upon him. But what I'm trying to say to you is that this kind of anointing is brewed, is you know, when you're brewing something, it is brewed on the altar of consecration. There is a scripture that we normally read which and I want us to look at it together and we can match the prayer prayer altars and and these as we as we go on, as we just come this step. Well, Ephesians, please, quickly. Ephesians the Bible says, Pull, put on the whole armour of God so that you can take a stand against the the, the devil's schemes. For we do not struggle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, authorities, and power in in this dark world, against spiritual forces in in, in heavenly realms. Therefore, because of that, put on the armor of God, so that when the days of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. Please note that the Bible did not say, when the devil comes, go and put on armor the devil saying, make sure the hammer is already on you, because when the day will come? Do you notice that Jesus, when Jesus told his disciples, when he said, why can we not cast out this demon? What did Jesus say? He just said, these ones do not come out, except by prayer and fasting. Please note that Jesus said fasting. What does that mean? A continuous tense. And what did Jesus do? He took that man that had the Holy Spirit and cast the Holy Spirit there. What is wrong with what Jesus did? Because the way we read that Bible is that Jesus would say, oh, this thing will not come out except by prayer and fasting. So what he should do is, oh yeah boys, let's go and do seven days fasting and prayer. Why did Jesus not? He told them without fasting and prayer. Why did he not do fasting and prayer? When he cast out that demon, because what he was telling them was that a lifetime you are already living will get to a point that when situations arise, because that lifetime is already there, you have accumulated the you have accumulated anointing as it were. When those situations arise. But what we do is that when the arise, now say, okay, let's fast seven days, twenty-one days, and things, let us pray. In that period of time, I would ah, I would lock myself inside the room. It is not that it doesn't work, but whatever does wait, I say, okay, let us wait for him to calm down. But Jesus is saying, once you have that as a lifestyle pattern, that you are not doing quick fix Christianity, but it is a lifestyle for you, it is easier to overcome those things. Even they will not come, but because it's a pattern of life. You know, the, the person that is still, that doesn't pray at all, they don't fast. And, you know, when trouble comes, they just say, God! Somebody appeared. Somebody came on the arena. You know, because they don't, they don't, they don't. Um. So the Bible says, it says, so in our says that, that we may stand, um, stand your ground. Let's go, please. The Bible says, stand firm, then with the belt of truth. Pocket around your waist. So that means that a lifetime of truthfulness is important for a Christian. Living, guiding yourself according to the truth of scripture. You cannot be living scripture one day and two days later just forget about it. He's saying that the breastplate of righteousness. In our way, he said, "Your your feet fitted with the readiness, with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace." So that means that if there is no other day, you are concerned about a soul being lost. Everybody is okay until when they say evangelism day. That is a good evangelism. After evangelism day, if evangelism does not bother to tell us that evangelism with you, evangelism. He said, he now said, in, in addition, taking up the faith, the, the, the shield of faith, which can excuse all the flaming arrows of the heaven of the heaven. I said, take on the element of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Please note, he said, have all of this ready. Let it be a lifestyle. Then let's go on, please. He said, and pray. In all locations, what does that mean? Why you are putting on your helmet? Why you are putting on the sword? Why you are putting on the breastplate? Prayer is the, on that is the common denominator. But what we do is that we use prayer and we leave every other thing on the top. So he's saying that, he said, he, he, he said, he, 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 he said in all locations, he said, be alert and keep praying for the Lord's people. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So what I'm what we are saying is that as we are finishing the fasting period, as Jesus is finding a place to sit on the life, it is not that God after fasting, okay, you, um, you need to adjust to. Um, you know, God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. And I just wanted to just point to that as we come on, and I will just use Jesus as, as an example. That you see that the anointing that came on Jesus was not as a result of prayer alone. It was a combination of a life that was, you begin to see the fruit of the Spirit exhibited in that. Matthew chapter three, I'm just going to read today. the Bible says as Jesus came came from Galilee to Jordan to be baptized by Job but John deterred him saying you do not need to be baptized and do you um uh, am uh, sorry you you need uh, I said I need to be baptized by you sorry I need to be baptized by you do you do come and do and do you come to me basically what he's saying is that you should not be the one that should not baptize. Mm-hmm. How does this key into what we were talking about before? Jesus could have said, Excuse me, I, I am the. Uh, yeah, you are right. I am the one that should be baptizing you. What I'm trying to say is that a man that has not learned humility, there's some level of anointing that can never come. In case you did not know the sermon of John the Baptist, someone don't You sinners, you vipers, who told you that you should give your life to Christ? You're all sinners. And Jesus was sitting in that crowd. Jesus said, Excuse me, please, go. there are some of us here that don't, our lifetime is a bit clean. Jesus sat in that crowd. Do you know what people will be looking at? You know, like, ah, <laughs> you know. as John the Baptist is baptizing them, the Bible calls the John the Baptist baptism, uh, the, it was the baptizing, baptizing people for the remission of their sins. Mm-hmm. And yet you had a man that was not that had no sin killing in the line of sinners. And I can imagine John the Baptist saying ah. You you come today because I that, that, I read the sermon. You you come today. Who told you to come? Have you have you stopped fornicating? Have you stopped this? Okay, let me baptize you. And as he was baptizing them, Jesus was standing there. He did not say, "Excuse me, sir," ha, or "Please, can you do this the uh, baptism for sinners so that we can come in." In special honor. Some people have promoted themselves uh-huh. beyond God's anointing. Right. Oh, a prayer, prayer meeting. No, we would we will come at the time when um because we cannot sit in the place where some young people are calling prayer, they have not grown in the things of the spirit. John the Baptist said, Ah, sir, I should not be the one that should be anointing me. Jesus said, Oh, no. <laughs> when you are looking for the anointing, you need to be humble. There are times you would see, Daddy, as God has given him grace. If this uncle is going to anoint him a horn, he will kneel down in front of him to be anointed. It is not that he is stupid. Most people have missed God by saying, "Ah, you know, there are certain areas, you know, you know." Can you imagine in our day now, if Jesus were to be coming, he would say, "Excuse me, please let us let us give room for our Father." And the man would say, "You know, um, I am actually on the run, but um, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me, I should come and minister to you." And that some of you need the blessing of God. <laughs> and they just come and they say, hey, and people say, our father is coming. Service has started. <laughs> our father will not come and say, in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Things like that. And you know? say, um, God bless you all. I need to go and say, everybody clap for our fathers. They are going. <laughs> <laughs> was, ah, God bless our father. He came to bless us. The man that should be sitting at the back, when a service has started, no matter who you are. See, this is I'll tell you. Somebody last year said, "This is the pattern of which I was I was raised." There are times when they'll be doing open air crusade in some branches. Some of them don't even know that. There was a day he came. He sat at the back because it was coming from Lagos. He sat at the back, and the wording was saying, and eh, he said, hey, you can move me, you know? it was just, and he packed his back, and he moved. So after they now introduced him, he just said, he said, if we were to be a visitor that came, that is how you have embarrassed me." Me, I don't have a problem. What I'm trying to say to you says, an and I'll hand it to you. There's some level of anointing you will never come into if you are not ready to put yourself down. If you are always saying, ah, oh, you know, yeah, there are some weak, uh, you know, you, what do you want, what prayer? Some people, they can't give them prophecy. Some people, their problem is the Bible school that they went Because another person is teaching, you go, Hmm? That scripture is a bit no. one. Thing. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? No, 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 no. If you look at their notes, all they are doing is scoring. Because in their, in their Bible school, when you are doing presentation, you are scoring them. So are, that's all they are seeing. They are scoring. Ah, my sister, well done. Come and sit down. See, you were a little bit. God is using your body, you know, you can't do better. Um, this and this, this and this. What did daddy get? Nothing. All he came to do is to score. The Bible says, as they were, as Peter, as the Bible says that it was Jesus was the last person. So Jesus was actually standing as they were anointing, they were baptizing other people. As they were saying, ah, see, mama, this, that, ah, come on, I have seven, seven boyfriends. If you can't come and give the life, thank God and Jesus is standing there. And when you know, you can imagine that John Baptist said, "Ah, you, you this sinner, you are here." But as soon as he saw Jesus, eh, "Sir, we, 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 I, I'm sorry, we, you should not be Jesus. Ah, no, 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 no. This one has to be done this way. And the Bible says, as he was in the water, the heavens opened." and the, 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 the Holy Spirit descended and sat on him. There are lives that God wants to sit on as he sat on, on, on um, what's it called, on, 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 as he sat on the donkey that he wants to sit on, but that life is not stable enough. They are too big for God to sit on. And we see the pattern of our leader who would say, even though I am not a sinner, I did not mean come to meet John, I came to meet Christ. And the Bible says this is going to last this scripture. The Bible says that when, when when all the people were being baptized and Jesus was also as he was baptized, as 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 he was praying. So as everybody was giving commentary, he was saying, he said, "John, it is not you. I have come to connect God through you." And there are places that God is seeking to increase your anointing. You may have been praying like Jesus is, but if your life is not molded. In such a way that I can carry the, the grace of God, it will be difficult. What I do not, you know, what my desire is. I see so much power within the CNA. So people fast and pray, but it seems like the anointing cannot cannot rest. And the Bible says that the, the, the Bible says that it says said the Holy Spirit descended on him in like a, a bodily form. I think uh, maybe Matthew was one that said that, and it remained. That means the Holy Spirit did not come and go. It settled on that life. The question, as we come to a close, is that is the Holy Spirit can the Holy Spirit settle you on your life? Or does he just come and go? That's why at times you, you wonder that somebody who has just finished preaching, and you see their lifetime, you go, what is going on? It's because the Holy Spirit came, but there was no place to settle. He did what he had to do, and he left. And as we seek God, for him to sit on our life, it is important that we say, I just don't want to feel the power of God. I want the power of God to settle in my life. See, no matter where God has called you, it could be your career, it could be, it could be, like we keep saying in, in this church, it is not everybody that God has called to stand behind the pulpit. There are some of us, the pulpit that God will give you is greater than the pulpit this pulpit will ever see. Because there are people that God would be linking you to, that you would meet in life, either in school, either in your careers, that a pastor would never reach. But you are the one that God would, that God would want to speak to. So as you receive the power of God move in the church, the desire of God that the power of God moves in your house, it moves at your workplace. Whereby you can see a worker that will have a particular sickness, and you say, can we pray together? And the healing of God will happen in that place. Then people will begin to say, when that sister comes, ah, you know, go and tell her to pray for you. And you begin to, you know, you begin to have your own group. Before you know it, you have people who are doing Bible group in your, in your you, are, you are now becoming a pastor in your own right.